perfect. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to episode 11 of the Awakening to Love show. And I am here with a dear soul sister, Jill Renee Feeler. And I've been really excited to connect with Jill for a number of months and to also share her wisdom, her energy and her expertise with, with you beautiful people. And Jill, I hope if it's okay with you, today I would love to talk about spirituality doesn't have to be that hard. I love mm. that you had shared that um, in your write-up. And it just, it just, for me, when I was reading through some ideas of what you wanted to talk about today, I felt that, that it just jumped out in gold. And um, mm. first of all, I'd love for you to share a little bit about yourself with those that haven't heard of you and, and what you do. And I, I always like for you to share it in your own words. And I'd love to, yeah, dive into the spirituality doesn't have to be hard. <laughs> okay. okay, so I um, started my, I, I wouldn't call it an awakening as much as an activation, but all of a sudden I came into my gifts really quite suddenly without hitting rock bottom, bottom excuse me, without, um, you know, doing really any spiritual seeking. I didn't have a life tragedy. Um, there was just a series of fairly you know, benign, mundane situations in my life where I started to open up um, my mind in terms of other ways of being. And I was an MBA. I was very successful in corporate, a mom of two young girls and married since 1993. So nothing was falling apart, but I was very stressed out. And I do tend to be quite type A. Um, so my sister-in-law recommended I see her psychic. And I thought I've never, I had never done that. I was 37, 38 years old at the time. Um, so that whole, the world that I'm in now was not even, I didn't even know it existed really. <clears throat> so I wasn't into the secret or any of that stuff. So it ended up that I did go see her psychic and it started this domino effect and I guess the way I'd say it to this very open-minded, open-hearted, experienced audience is I let the universe show me another version of me that, oh, hi, doggy, that I didn't know I could be and that I didn't know I had access to. So it sort of felt like a, like a, like a child prodigy in a way, but I was 37, 38 years old. So the very first intuitive reading I did, I was getting a ton of information um, sorry, Sammy, my little golden retriever is coughing. But it just, it was like riding a bicycle and like I'd been doing it my whole life and I loved it. It felt so much different, obviously, right, than anything I'd done in business or any of the other kind of human roles that I played as Jill. So I fell in love with the esoteric, deep, and I would say cosmic layers of me and I trusted it, Zoe. So it's almost like, it is like I built myself for this and I had myself sort of on hold on ice for the first 37, 38 years. That's, I mean, there's many ways that we can all sort of describe our journey, but, but it does work. So what I find is helpful is that since I'm gifted in this arena of intuitive and channeling and mediumship and those sorts of things and healing, um, and I didn't come through it, come into my gifts through, I would say the normal channels, <laughs> there's a pun. Um, I came kind of from the outside without any preconceived notions. So I'm not attached to some of the um, ideology or even dogma of some of the enlightenment communities. So I question a lot. And my undergrad was in economics <laughs> and finance. So I love to look at the systems and the natural, natural sort of extension of, okay, where would that logic get you at the end of the line? Um, so I do have a very rational, extremely pragmatic way about me. So even as I was sort of trying on new age ideas, like, you know, you create your own reality or, you know, the power of positive thinking, um, or the, the enlightenment journey of trying to get neutral about things, the more as I tried it out, I was like, well, that's not going to work because of this. Um, and then my connection with my team gave me the other insight, their response to my questioning, which was so profound. I mean, it blew my mind when I, just one example, I said, um, I was in the shower one day and I said, I said, law of attraction, law of attraction. I don't, I don't the term doesn't resonate with me. And I felt Metatron, because I, I do feel the energies in an embodied, not an embodied, but a personified sort of way. And Metatron said, why? And he was really curious. 
And I said, I said, because we're not magnets. And he said, oh, okay. And he was sort of impressed. And I said, I said, yeah, we're not magnets. He said, then what are you? I said, we're creator energy that can create consciously and unconsciously. And he was like, that feels good. So I just constantly have had this sort of independent, I want to say sort of outsider's view. And that does rub people sometimes the wrong way because I don't treat as sacred some of the things that 99% of enlightenment students or seekers um, are devoted to, but I'm not interested in seekers. I'm interested in finders. And I love to help people find and get off the hamster wheel of seeking. And it doesn't, I mean, I didn't suffer in my reactivating who and what I was. Um, anyway, so there's just, there's a whole host of uh, spiritual ideas that most people think, oh, well, we all agree with that. I turn them upside down and I, I end up oftentimes believing in completely the opposite for really good explainable reasons. Um, but this whole idea that, you know, when people are, yeah, I don't know, this, this whole war story version of enlightenment of, well, I've suffered in this way and I'm healing this and I'm healing that. And my team, what I call my, my spiritual connection, my team, they said, but you'll, I mean, the heat, the hurt may never go away. Um, no matter how severe, no matter what prompted you to step into your enlightenment journey, that pain may never go away. So I do feel it's unfair for seekers, I'll call them seekers, um, to believe that if they just get things right, earth and life won't hurt anymore. That doesn't mean they're doing anything wrong. If life still hurts, it means they're on earth and they're in a bodysuit for really good reasons. Yeah. Wow, Joe, you know, those of you listening and watching right now, and even if you're catching the replay of this, I don't know if you are experiencing the energy of this conversation. And this is precisely why I, I, I created the Awakening to Love platform was to bring conscious conversation because I'm finding in these high vibrational conversations, it's shifting paradigms. And, and what you're sharing, Jill, is something that I have resonated with so strongly within my own personal journey that the healing may never be done because it can't be because if we were to really dive in and accept our soul's evolutionary journey it's met with just as much shadow as it is light and to try and quantify that in this really short tiny 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 teeny tiny little linear version that we're having right now in our human it, it, it almost perpetuates more of it. And I, and I see many people get caught in these looping cycles around and again and again and again. And then they have this, this kind of concept because of this like wider spiritual knowledge that's out there that is, is feeding that, yeah, that's the process. But what you're sharing, and I wish to reflect this back to you and those listening, is the process is really your perspective of what you hold true because you're the creator of that energy. And I guess what you're sharing as well, like with your personal journey is you're setting yourself, you set yourself free from making it hard. Mm. And you set yourself free from following along with what doesn't resonate. And I think that's really important on our spiritual journey is what, what resonates for one in their perspective of their dimensional experience might not fit for you. And I think when we try and take on too much, we actually, we actually give our power away, right? We give away our power and our source and we don't question. So I love that you shared it in that way. Thank you. I was feeling so much energy when you were going into your, into your history. And I was like, this is so similar to my, to my story. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, so I'd like to dive in a bit deeper then with you about this concept of like, you know, how would you describe like the spirituality doesn't have to be hard? Because I know for some people, they are in it. They are in the thick of it. You know, marriages are falling apart. Best friends walk out. Jobs fail. Debt gets even worse. Car breaks down. House catches on fire. The dog dies. Um, you know, I'm trying to think yeah. of all these things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So where I would um, put out a welcome mat right there is what if that pain, what if that 
tragedy? What if that challenge isn't about you? Now, this is radical. And I know I can feel some people's minds going right to the loops they normally go to, which is, my soul must need this. This is for my growth. <clears throat> they, they do personalize it. Sorry, I have this allergy thing. That's okay. It's funny, the, uh, the dog started coughing. I'm coughing. <laughs> Maybe some things I'm uncomfortable sharing. I don't know. Um, okay, so what if, what if all of the pain that you have experienced in your life was not about you? What if things didn't happen for a reason? What if you didn't deserve that? And what if you don't need that for your soul's growth? What if that's true? Now, Zoe, what um, my team was talking a lot with me last night, I think in, in anticipation of, of you and I uh, getting to get together today, what we're leaving out of enlightenment and new ageism is the grace of source energy. Mm. There's, no, there's, no, there's no room for grace. We don't call it. And it's one of the, it's one of the most powerful vibrations of source creator God in this reality is the grace. So it's like we've taken on ourselves as like these gladiators of light where, no, I can take the pain, give it to me. I don't need the grace. I'm stronger than that. I want to learn my lessons, you know? And yet it's really clear from my connection that I have a completely different perspective of what earth is what humanity is, what human journeys are. And when the way that I came upon this, this may make it more relatable, I was concerned about a family member, a blood family member, um, a sibling. And I was like, is she, is she ever going to wake up? I mean, like, what can I do? You know, the normal thing a lot of us do in this, in this world. And um, I connected with her team. <coughs> and they said, Jill, we're not worried about her. And I was like, whoa, like newsflash, you're not worried about her at all. And they were like, no. And I'm like, so she's good. And they're like, yep. And I'm like, so there's nothing she needs to learn here. And they were like, no. And I said, so why am I so worried? And they, they looked at me and they're like, great question. So that, I mean, if you really dig underneath that, which of course I did, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So that would mean that we aren't here to, we don't, I mean, if we're having a painful, difficult life, that our higher, our, what I call eternal self, rather than higher self, because it's not above us, it's the true sense of who and what we are in ourselves beyond the time-space continuum. <laughs> beyond the time-space continuum. And I'll come back to that in a minute if I'm lucky. Mm -hmm. um, this option that we have for seeing ourselves as fully ascended and not only fully ascended but perpetually ascended when you bypass the 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 thought form of stacked up incarnations and you allow yourself the grace of the eternal self connection that was never not ascended and chose to have a human incarnation here you have completely different access to your eternal self energy um, sense of well-being, sense of purpose, sense of value, and of course that beautiful grace and love that your team does not have a checklist of things that you have to get through or that it wants to get you in this lifetime. It really So, I mean, talk about a resurrection or, or a liberation. It's, it changes absolutely everything, Zoe, because what I see in my client work with client sessions and in classes that I teach in the Q&A time is that what I just offered as an undoing is the cornerstone of most people seeking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just so, oh, yeah. I just like, whenever people are, are hitting on that high fre frequency pitch of truth, it just like, it vibrates through my being because it's, you know, when I, when I was small, I was, I, I came in pretty awake. I like, I was, I was pretty psychic and I had access to my guides and I was speaking like strange languages and, but I was like in my little bubble. Right. And, um, I never blamed my parents for the trauma. 
like even in the moments it was happening and the things that I've seen and the things that have happened to me, like I never, I just, I never had this connection to it. And I almost like, I questioned it for years thinking, well, am I just like cold hearted or do I not have emotion? And as I kind of began to kind of, you know, deepen my awakening and my awareness of consciousness is we have the choice to break through duality. And as we consciously make that decision, this concept of duality or being under whatever it is, it, it, it dissipates, right? And what you're sharing is, is testament to that with, with your life and, and, and who you've become as a, as a light leader and a way shower and guiding others. And mm-hmm. I can feel those watching the com- and listening to this conversation right now, like there's the question of, yeah, but how? And that's what people get stuck on. So I'm going to ask you that question that they would ask. Yes, but how? How would you answer okay. that? <laughs> yes, I want to answer that. And before I answer it, I want to point out the energy underneath the question. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the question is coming from a left hemisphere, rational part of your brain, which I love, by the way. Don't lose that. That's a good, that's a good thing. That mm-hmm. has interpreted that esoteric, metaphysical source energy connection can be mechanized. It can be made into a process of, oh, just buy this program. Just sign up for this. Just follow this teacher. Just follow that leader, right? So your mind is making it into um, something that's outside of you that you need to go get, possibly invest in, and that will be another job for you, right? So your left hemisphere is on board because it's been on board your entire seeking journey. Okay. So what if it's just a declaration? What if it literally is as simple as changing your mind? I just modeled it a few minutes ago. When when I said to Metatron, to myself in my own field, law of attraction, the term does, does not resonate for some reason for me right now. Why is that? And I, and And as I played with it, I'm like, why? Why not law of attraction? Oh, because we're not magnets. Oh, we're creator energy. Oh my God, that changes everything. We're not, you know, trying to get in the right vibration of the sun or our zone to get something. We are literally moving energy as our one, as our as our humanness, hopefully in connection with our eternal self-energy, right? As an embodiment of it. That I didn't ask Metatron how. I there was no expectation that I had that there was a series of steps, that it was outside of me, that I needed to go get it. What, this is radically different, you guys. It, I, and I think by design, I think I'm literally here. I, I, I feel privileged to get to offer a completely different route to enlightenment that people say, well, it's not outside of you. You got to go within. And yet everything, if you look at their calendar related or investments they've made in their enlightenment, all of it is outside of themselves. Mm. Even meditation has been used as a job to get further in getting out into a future version of themselves that they think they'll like better than their current version. Mm. So I'm not offering you a program. I mean, I have programs, yes, but I'm literally saying you can, the how is in deciding what it means that you are eternal self energy that is out it's beyond time it's there's no where it isn't there's no time it isn't at the eternal self level you're at the home base of source creator god and you as your humanness you do have more access to that than you realize. And you can't, it's not available outside of you. So any attempt that you have for a how that's pulling you outside of yourself and something else you need to learn or need to know, I guarantee it's going to be like a dog chasing its tail. Mm. 
So you've got, you've got to give it up, right? And that's, that's hard because I've, I have many times and I totally get it where my brain's like, well, how are you going to do that? Even for today, like, how are you going to do the interview with Zoe? And of course, after 10 years, it doesn't even ask anymore, right? I'm 49 now. <laughs> my brain is just like, this. Uh, she doesn't even ask us for help. She doesn't plan. There's no agenda. There's no notes. There's no script. She's just winging it the whole time, right? So my brain, though, 10 years ago would have been like, what are we going to teach, Jill? How are we going to do this? And I, I've realized that I need to say back to my brain, I don't think it works that way. And it's almost like patting huh, my left hemisphere on my, <laughs> patting it on the head, <laughs> saying, I'm sorry, it's a great question, but I don't think we're going to get the answer to that. Maybe it doesn't work that way. So for those that are still how, you know, and confused, just give yourself a hug and say, maybe I've been what I've been chasing the entire time. And I couldn't see it because I was, I was misunderstanding. I was thinking that in order to be enlightened and to be a finder versus a seeker, that I would get exactly what I wanted, that I would not have pain, that things would go my way, that all my relationships would be wonderful, that my family would respect me. Didn't go that way for Jesus, people. <laughs> Sorry, it didn't, right? So I don't know where we came up with this idea. Well, no, I do know. It's an industry. We have an industry of beautiful, well-intended beings. I mean, and I think of The Secret and all the people that Oprah has, has given a platform to, that there, there's just this image that we have of, yeah, that's what enlightenment looks like. That's what a successful find looks like after the road of seeking, and I'm just like, I know some of those people and I know people that know people that are in there. And I'm like, that's, that's not, that's the persona. That's the image. They may have a PR agent. They may have paid to get on Oprah. Yeah. Yeah. And it's to, to kind of bring it back to what you were sharing about the internal game. It is nothing about what you perceive it to be outside. It never is. And I, I do feel that there has been an overemphasis on the, the hardness of spirituality and the dedication to it and following a strict regime. And, you know, everything has to be really serious and we've been oppressed for so many years. And, you know, I wish to share this in reflection. I went to a really amazing event on the weekend and it was very, very beautiful, very high in energy. And, you know, I was just really lovingly receiving. But I felt afterwards, like everyone's energy kind of, it kind of got a little bit like somber and serious. And someone was sharing about the oppression and, you know, which is fine. And I've sat there like internally giggling my head off because we've just gone into these really high energies of just pure crystalline light. And in that frequency, it's like, it dissolves duality. There is no need to focus on the oppression or the work or it being hard. And like, I felt my angels come in and cause they said, Oh, does anyone else want to share anything? And I try and hold back in those times, but they came through. And before I could speak, I, I giggled. And this laugh was like this infectious ball of light that like released from my body. And it literally shot round the circle and six people synchronistically laughed at exactly the same moment before I could even share what they were sharing. And, you know, it, it, it's, not, it's not like a bumper sticker or follow X, Y, Z and you can get to that. Everyone's on their own journey. And, and, and I guess like what you're really sharing is like, yeah, question everything. Like if you're not in joy with a spiritual process that somebody has shared with you to do, then stop. Because if you're not in joy with it, you're still in that kind of vibration of like, oh, I have to suffer. I have to be in pain. I have to, I have to clear my karma before I can have this feeling that so-called gurus have. Like what is this feeling anyway? And really it's, it, it's, as you said, it's grace and it's joy and it's gratitude. And um, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't matter about the how, I guess, right? Because the how actually just spins the mind in overdrive and actually it, it, it takes away from what the how is, which is really the feeling. 
isn't it? I guess it's that feeling and, and connection to that. Um, mm. So what would you share then some, like maybe I'd love for you to share kind of what are a couple of things that you do each day to align to that remembrance that your source creator, that you are creator energy. Like what are some like tools that you do in your, in your practice that you found to be joyful and effective for you? Okay. Um, and I guess I should point out my goal isn't joy. My goal is authenticity. Nice. And that allows me to embrace the part of me that feels a lot of Archangel Michael, sort of like um, advocate energy and being willing to look at really difficult things and painful things in this reality so that we can see the under energy underneath it and have a different explanation for why that happens. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it doesn't mean I'm not in joy. I'm, a, I'm a, an extremely joyful person. I don't have a process though, per se. I don't, I really don't make my, my spirituality a job. Um, I don't even meditate every day. I'm super real. And if they're, and not that somebody that is in a protocol process, I'm not saying that they're not real, but I, I think I would be surprisingly, given the people that know, for those that know my work and, and what I do, or if you're appreciating what I'm doing here, I think people would be shocked at how little I've mechanized my light in this reality. Um, I, I allow my energy to also be very much in my lower chakras and not just my upper chakras. I appreciate a clean home. Um, I appreciate my car and driving it. And I appreciate, I mean, my dog and I are in the mountains for a couple of days getting some things ready for a, an event next week. And I'm just appreciating the, the pine trees and the fact that I'm up here on a Monday and Tuesday and, and nobody else, it feels like nobody else is up here because this is a touristy area. So I'm just in the bliss of just, you know, the chipmunks and wondering if the raccoon was in my yard last night and just, you know, just like the wonder and the curiosity and the presence of what is. Um, I feel the most connected to... And I don't, for me, I don't use the word higher because I'm really trying to not perpetuate those that are, that are seeking, that it's above them, it's expanded, which is different. Um, so I, I feel the most expanded as my Jill when I'm in conversations like this or doing client work, or um, I do have those sorts of moments where there's just this epiphany, which... Um, it's like, oh yeah, that's, that's so cool. So I was, yeah, I have three articles I started yesterday that I haven't finished yet. Um, but I mean, they're, they're ready. My team just said they're ready to go though. So I, for some reason held back and didn't want to post them yesterday, but they're there. Um, so it's kind of a walking state of it, but I don't think of it as separate from my being very human Jill and the part of me that is in the back of my mind is still type A and thinking about the to-do list and the, the things I'm excited to get done today, I like to be accomplished. Um, I take my soulfulness extremely seriously and not at the expense of my humanness. Mm. I take my soulfulness extremely seriously, not at the expense, expense of my humanness. I love that. Mm. That's beautiful. And, um, I love your I, I love your sharing with that, Jill, and like what, what you do on a daily basis because it's it's pretty much what I do. Like I don't meditate every day, you mm -hmm. know, and I, I found myself in judgment once of like, well, how spiritually you if you're not doing your meditation every morning. I was like, but I feel really expanded right now. Like I feel really like connected to the earth and I'm like most of my experiences are pretty multidimensional and I was like, I feel pretty good. And I was like, so is it going to serve you to sit in meditation right now? I was like, well, no. And um, I think also we're, we're in such a beautiful, like, potential right now of our collective energies that, you know, long gone are the days that we did have to be quite so regimented, right? We're not meant to be Buddhist monks eight hours a day on top of a mountain. But if that's your flow, by all means, like, go and do that. <laughs> if that's going to work, that's amazing. But it's um yeah it's in the subtleties right it's in the the, the self-awareness of i'm in my car i'm enjoying that or is the squirrel coming to the yard or i'm enjoying this space it's 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 matching yourself as source creator having this experience and matching that it is just as important and valued as yes. having that human 
humanness as well. And, um, right. you know, Jill, like it, it, it breaks my heart when I hear starseeds, lightworkers, whatever we want to call ourselves, say that they just want to go home. Hmm. And I'm like, this is your home. Like this body is amazing. And, mm-hmm. you know, every day we're invited into a space with ourselves to, to, to be at peace with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always question, like, where do, where do you want, where do you think home is? Yeah. Because, because really home is everywhere because we're source creator. Everything is, is, is part of us. And I guess when we're not totally resonant with what's here, that search as you were sharing, that seeking is so unfulfilling, you know, we'll never find it. It's like the, the carrot and the donkey, right? It just keep walking. It's like, oh, it's just there. It's just there. It's just there. Once I do X, Y, and Z, then I'll be happy. Once I do X, B, and Z, then surely this is going to shift. And you're walking testimony of your personal experiences of like, it's not that. And it's much easier to not even try that. Because I don't know about you, Jill, but like when I get a bit carried away with like what all of this, like the, the, the overwhelming amount of information out there, I don't know where to turn. Hmm. Right? And I guess sometimes what it's teaching us is like, just go in. <laughs> and... Uh, related to, gosh, there's so many, I love, I love what you just said, by the way, and I'm like, oh, and I want to add all these, you know, add on these, <laughs> all these little add-ons to so many things you said. Let me pick one. Um, <laughs> the light is wherever you are, I guess, is what I would really love for everyone listening or watching us to know. The light is wherever you are. And the surprise may be that the light has been there. It, it is it is you at another level of you that you may not see if all your, your five human senses are pointing outside as a seeker. So the light was there when you didn't like yourself. The light was there when you may have been harmed or injured. The light was there when you were being mean. <laughs> the light was there when you were, somebody was being mean to you. So you really can't get away from the light that you are, even if you wanted to. So that awareness is, I mean, can you imagine a house trying to get out of its wiring? Like, oh, we got to go find the lights. We got to go look for the electrical system. It's like, no, it's in the walls. Wow, that's so sad. Like, where are you going? Come back. And your home is like, come back home. It's all here, I promise. Don't leave. <laughs> right? And then 20, 30 years later, a mountain of debt, they come home and they're like, wait, the wiring's been here the whole time? Yeah, silly you, <laughs> right? But the, I don't blame anybody because the entire system keeps pulling people outside of their own field. So one, one sort of choice that people could make is don't look out there. If you feel my, I mean, I do hear from so many people that they, they can feel within themselves the difference of, of what I do. And I think they can feel what the difference of what you and I are doing together, especially Zoe, because you're <laughs> loving your energy, sister. Um, so what, and I've said this, I like to be bold to kind of shock people into that I'm not following the script. Intentionally, I'm not, right? I like to say to people, I don't care if you see my light. I really don't. I care so much more that you feel and know your light. Not know it intellectually. But like, oh yeah, the wiring's been in the house the whole time. What have I been doing where I've been looking away from myself that I didn't get to ever turn the lights on, but barely? And oh yeah, that's right. I had those moments where I felt that light within myself. I felt that the wiring was actually there and that it worked. How do I get back there? Not outside yourself, right? So there's just so many undoings, I think, to do. And I love your, your mention earlier about if it's not joyful, don't do it. I guess my, my Jill version of it would be if it's not getting you what you expected, stop doing it. Yeah. I mean, I, didn't, I, think it, I think this quote to Einstein is actually correct. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing 
over and over and over again and expecting a different result. And I'm heartbroken by that. I'm literally heartbroken by how hard so-called leaders have made enlightenment. I'm, I, there's a part of me, Zoe, that actually gets completely pissed off, right? And I'm like, sweet Jesus, what have you guys been doing? While I was, you know, playing corporate and mom and wife and only thinking that's what I was. What the hell was going on in this world where there's this whole business of, of like, yeah, I it's just perpetuating this idea that they're perpetual seekers. And I'm like, but is anybody finding? Because if, this, if those teachings are good, I think we'd have a few more finders. But the teachers that are teaching didn't, a lot of them are more, I think, like you and like I. We did not seek. We recognize ourselves as finders. And we didn't come into our findings through seeking. So I totally get it. And I don't think there's nefarious, I don't think this is uh, malevolent. I think it is, and I, I actually did a podcast on it not too long ago, or maybe it was a Q&A, but this idea that how, how simple it would be as a theory for somebody that is connected like you and I are at some point along the way, probably at least a thousand years ago, <laughs> to be like, okay, so they don't have the answers that I have. They're not feeling the same joy and bliss that I have oh, it must be that I've been here longer. Oh, it must be that I've had more lifetimes and they're, they're new to this show. So yeah, I'll, I'll put myself on stage. I'll make them wear all white. Um, no meat for you folks. You know what I mean? And let's do this very specific protocol of what I do because that must be what they need to get where I am. But they're probably not going to get there in one lifetime. So let me make sure they understand about reincarnation. And I just take that whole apple cart and I'm like, that whole theory is flawed. That whole theory is flawed. Jesus was not who he was. And I love him as one example. He was not who he was because of a string of lifetimes. Mm. He was who he was because of how he wired himself to be here. And to, he could have just been a carpenter. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. I'm feeling all the feels still in my body and you're really touching on a lot of, um, a lot of truth. And, you know, I, I remember my earlier days of awakening. I, I felt like I was like this, this crazy student. I was like up till like four, four o'clock every night, four or five o'clock reading, 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 reading every single version of new age spirituality ascension awakening pre-2012 aliens reptilians the government the whole shebang like i went so far into this version of knowledge of it and there was a common denominator with all of it that it okay. was all fear are you still there or have we lost you um, and, and so then I decided what I needed to do because I wasn't finding the answers and I was actually feeling more overwhelmed and less able to, to cope with being a human. Cause I honestly thought because of what I had read that I couldn't be a human, that that just wasn't allowed. And so I had a sabbatical on spirituality for a year and I didn't read anything. I literally shut mm. everything off and only listen to my heart and um have we lost you jill or is the connection a bit slow are you still there oh i hope we haven't no, i'm you. i'm here it's, it's okay on my side yeah oh, okay. yep. i'm here okay I'm here. just your videos are frozen um so yeah so i, I went into my heart and it was it was a lot subtler than what I was expecting, but it kind of started to, I started to trust again, you know, I started to trust my own intuition, my own thoughts and my own feelings about what was gonna, what was feeling good for me. And it helped me to go into a lot of pain and, and, and shadow that I had ignored about myself, but I had to do it internally. And from that process, it helped me to really ground 
all of who I was, expand of all of who I was, of my, my Zoe, my human, and love her and hold her safe. And all of my different versions started to come through. And there is a lot of noise out there. And I guess what you're really touching upon is, you know, now more than ever, follow people, listen to people, learn from people. But if it's taking you out of your own alignment or you're trying certain tools and practices and you're not feeling, if you're not feeling something, if you're not feeling a difference, then stop. Yeah. And if they're not, if, an, if it's, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 go for it. I'm done. I'm just kind of like, whew. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So adding to what awesomeness you just shared, if there if somebody isn't helping you feel the light of source energy that you already are, I would encourage you to take a break from whatever that is. So I'm so appreciative that you are a teacher and are a leader and are a way shower and all, all the other beautiful terms that, that we can use to describe ourselves. And you've, you've been a reader of, and I want to say consumer of those books. What a wonderful, the squirrel just ran across my deck. <laughs> beautiful. Um, a, a beautiful, you have both contexts. Oh, he's walking right up to my window. <laughs> Sorry. I'll try not to be distracted. I don't think he's ever done that before. Oh, he's chewing my rug. Okay, baby. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> but this, I haven't done that. So I, I didn't go through the normal seeking channels. And what I, what I find is, is really contrary to how I do things. I don't know some of the things that are sort of out there as, as well, everybody knows this, Jill, until I'm in client work. And then over the year, I'm like, oh, wait, what? What did you just say? And I'm like, oh, that's not true. And they look at me um, like on the Skype call for their session and they're like, Jill, everyone says that true. That's, and I'm like, well, it isn't, and here's why. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, all I know is when I do bump into what supposedly everybody knows, I disagree with like 99% of it, and I can tell you why. I immediately am like, that's not true. Why isn't it true? And it's, and it's like, boom, that's it. So, and I mean, I'm not trying to be argumentative. I'm not trying to be a, a pain in the butt. But I do realize that I'm sort of like a new, I'm, I feel very devoted and passionate because I know it works, but I'm, it is unstable. I can feel it. The internet connection is unstable. Let me see if there's something I can do. Um, there, I'm passionate about offering what I know as truth so that people can choose it if they want to. It's like I'm, I'm intentionally adding another menu item on the realm of enlightenment and consciousness. So, and I'm doing everything I can so that people know it's there. Because I, I don't think these other things work. Or we would have more finders and less seekers. Yeah. Did you lose me? Am I here? No, no I'm still here. I can hear you. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, do you agree with that? I mean, how weird am I? <laughs> Say this again. Sorry, Hannah, I missed that last bit. What was the last thing you shared? I was laughing. I said, "What?" I said, "What do you think, Zoe?" I mean, what's your your perspective on this? How? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I am that weird. I don't know. That's okay. So, the way I view it, oh, it's, it's, it's helped me. It's helped me to make sense. Can you hear me? Okay. Hopefully, hopefully everyone. I can. I am going to change my Wi-Fi connection. Okay. Zoe, I'm going to change my Wi-Fi connection. So if I lose you, I'll call back in, okay? Okay, sure. Let's wait for, let's pause for a sec then and, and wait for you to change it. Sorry for that before you guys. Okay, what were you going to say? Oh, fine. Um, I, I can't, when I feel into it, all I, I view it is kind of as a frequency. And when we are starting to awaken and question and, you know, there's a level of frequency of energy that we can understand that's most closest to the human that's not totally going to blow our brain cells out. So, you know, this version of understanding a chakra system 
or Reiki and, you know, getting your level one and two and your master of Reiki. So that, you know, or, or reading a, a, an article of, are you an empath? You know, these are some real basic foundational awarenesses or of awakening of source consciousness of, of, of starting to kind of set those synchronistic triggers in place for us to question who we are, what we're doing here. And along the way, we meet certain people, they may be spiritual teachers, they may be our best friends, but we're all teachers and, and, and students. Mm -hmm. And I feel sometimes what happens is we learn all we need to know from each other. And when we've reached a certain understanding, it's almost like we get, we shift our frequency and that person may leave our lives or we may fall out of resonance with the message of what that person was sharing. And it, it's because when I see into people's energy field, we're, even though we're, we're having a co-created experience, we're in, we're in different dimensional versions of that experience with each other. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I've seen, you know, I've had this in my past, like I've had people very close to me that are spiritual teachers and um, I'd go through a, a, a huge activation, like something would shift in me so quickly. And the next day, it would just be like square peg round hole. Mm -hmm. Just like that. Real, it just had, and then I, I'd have to, 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 to leave the, these people or, or not listen to what they share anymore. And so it's not that what people share or that it's out of alignment. It's just what our understanding is, I guess. But I think the more and more that we use the questioning, the, the, the finding, mm -hmm. you know, as you're sharing, it's going to help us to embody what we're looking for that much quicker. And as you said, I loved your analogy about the house and the lights being in the walls and they were there all along. And, and I was like, as you were sharing that, I was like, wow, what a beautiful visualization that we could do. And we're feeling a little bit disconnected to sources. We could close mm -hmm. our eyes and imagine going down into the basement, right? Which is our roots and connecting right. down with the earth and turning the lights on and then walking all through the different, different rooms, right? And the, just like flicking all the switches, turning all the lamps on, getting the high frequency bulbs. <laughs> exactly. Now, the other reason I'm loving that metaphor, and of course I didn't know why I loved it when I said it, but you don't need to know about the wiring or how it works in order to flip a switch. So I love it actually that, that I was internally led to share that metaphor because I'm not a fan of, of needing to know about spirituality. And I think in some cases it's possible that the less you know, the better. And maybe that's why so many of us felt a sense of bliss and inherent connection, I would say, as children, is that we didn't know what we didn't know and maybe we don't need to know what we think we need to know in enlightenment. Um, I don't, I don't view, I mean, I don't, I don't want to know how my electrical works. I don't want to know how my electric car works. I just want to know that when I need it, it's there. And that's really how I am with the, with the source light energy, knowing that it's always there and I can choose to ignore it and be a total jerk. Um, or I can be a version of myself that is extremely helpful and insightful and compassionate and can think about things in an independent way and that I can be bold enough in a way to say, I disagree with that um, in this world and be really clear about why. And I'm not, I'm not pretending that I know what everyone should know or that everyone should have a connection that I have, but I'm really dedicated to offering my views. And then if it's helpful, that's great. And if it isn't, that's also great. I just want people to know the light of source that they are. That's really what I want. How they do it, it's totally fine with me. Yeah, beautiful. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for everything that you're doing in our co-creative reality. I'm so pleased to get to bounce around this crazy ball with you. and. You know, you're, 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 I can feel your energy is just so truthful and embodied and grounded. And I love, you know, that you are an advocate for the human experience because I am. And I feel that there's going to, you know, that we have these like retreats for like multidimensionality. I think soon we're going to need retreats for like, you know, human coming back to the human. Like it's so important. And um, do you have anything else that you, you feel that would, 
would benefit to be shared in this moment? Or are you feeling pretty complete with, with our conversation? I mean, I know there's so much more we could talk about. Yeah. But. <laughs> I think for parting words, I don't have to do this for a living. There's a lot of other things that, that I could be doing with myself. I do it because I, I love humanity. I know that just sounds so silly and cliche, but I just, I do. I, I love humans so much and I love the human experience and what it offers as source energy. And I know it's ugly at times and I know it's awkward and weird and painful. It's also so beautiful. There's nothing like um, giving another human a hug out of celebration or to help ease their pain. It's just a completely different expression of our light that is such a gift. And I'm so glad that we all created um, the human race and that, yes, it can evolve, but, but that it's a personal choice whether someone evolves or not. Anyway, I, I hope that what I offer today is helpful in you loving your humanness and you loving your light and hopefully considering that maybe they go together better than maybe you thought before. And Jill, how can people find you? I mean, I will add links and things to... Mm, thank you. But yeah, how can people find you? Um, I think my website's probably the best way, jillreneefeeler.com. It's just my name spelled out. There's lots of E's in my name. Um, so jillreneefeeler.com. And I do do weekly podcasts that are completely free. So if somebody wanted to search my name on Google, who knows what will come up in terms of iTunes, podcasts, YouTube videos, um, classes, telesummit interviews. I mean, I... I create a lot of content. I enjoy this work and I, I enjoy sharing, I hope, fresh ideas for how we can get um, closer to the goal line for ourselves in terms of knowing that we are eternally loved and eternally um, glorious. Well, thank you so, so much for being here. I know we had tried to make this work last year and just schedules and time zones and everything was just a little bit up in the air. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we've managed to, to land in with each other um, today. And um, for those of you listening um, live, thank you so much for being here. I will um, send out the replay to this and it will shortly be um, um, available on YouTube and iTunes as well. So thank you so much, Jill. So much love and blessings to you and have an amazing day. And everyone else, just keep shining your light. And um, yeah, like it really is within you. Like just turn the lights on. We don't need the electrician. We're good. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Thanks everyone. Take care. Bye-bye.